Good morning, I'm Crystal Darsh. It's the first day of spring, sunny and minus four the high today, down to minus 11 tonight, sunny for the next several days with a high of four on Saturday. Right now it's minus 14 with the wind chill feels like minus 19. Another 22 more cases of COVID-19 have been confirmed in Alberta for a total of 119 in the province with 27 in the Edmonton zone. It's believed that six cases in the province are due to community spread. The province is launching measures to help people financially during the COVID-19 crisis, including $50 million right away for those self-isolating. Premier Jason Kenney says the money equals $573 for each person who meets the criteria for self-isolation. It's meant to be a bridge to an EI payment until new federal aid begins on April 1st. Other measures include extension of tax deadlines, delays in paying utility bills, loan payment deferrals, and more capital for small business owners. And Mayor Don Iveson is expecting Edmonton will get word soon on an aid package to help the homeless. A closure of the world's longest undefended border is expected to begin in earnest today as Canada and the U.S. continue to work out details of banning non-essential travel between the two countries. And the Prime Minister will hold another news conference at 9 o'clock this morning. The Liberals are in discussion with the opposition parties on a return to Parliament to pass emergency legislation. Remember if you have any questions about symptoms of COVID-19 or pretty much anything in the province, alberta.ca is the website. And the one thing they are finding, not to be alarmist, but uh, it's the facts that uh, in North America that uh, the, 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 the uh, COVID-19 seems to be affecting more younger people than it does in China and Singapore and uh, you know all these other places that uh, that it's affecting people so be aware uh, in the United States over 50 percent I think of uh, the people that are are being hospitalized are under the age of 50 so a a lot a lot of kids and and younger people think that they're immune to it that's not necessarily the case but for some reason it's affecting people differently in North America so be aware self-isolation and uh, mitigation are the keys to this thing and that doesn't mean Go for a coffee while your kids play together. No, no. <laughs> Maybe walk eight feet apart while your kids play eight feet apart. <laughs> right. Yeah, you got it. Coming up in a few minutes, it's too early for a question. Question for a certificate to Mr. Lube. I'm Crystal Darsh. That's what's trending. I'm again for the too early for a question question. What you need to do is grab your phone after it's been sterilized and call 780-421-1039 if you think you got an answer. When growing up, 30 percent of Gen Xers, which are kids born in the 60s and 70s, had one of these. Sharon, what do you think it is? We think it's a Rubik's Cube. A Rubik's Cube. Oh, man. It's funny. Remember using those Rubik's Cubes? I could only get, like, one side. I could never get it all. Me too. Yeah. You you know what? It's not a Rubik's Cube, but thanks for the great guess, Sharon. Okay, thanks. All right, Justin, when growing up, 30 percent of Gen Xers, people born in the 60s and 70s, had one of these. A rotary phone? Not a rotary phone. They would have definitely had one of those, probably 100% of them. (laughs) But thanks for the great guest, bud. No problem. Good morning, Mr. Sheets. Hello, how are you? Wonderful, sir. All right, good. What do you think uh, we had when we were growing up? Uh, The only thing I can run through my little pea brain is a cassette tape Walkman. Ah, the old Walkman. Weren't those great? Not everybody had them. No, no. You did. You felt special. Yeah, you did. (laughs) It's not a Walkman, Jay, but thank you. All right, Chris, what do you think that 30% of Gen Xers had when they were growing up? I think the A&W root beer doll. (laughs) 
<laughs> Did you have one of those? Yeah, I think I still do somewhere. All right. <laughs> How many of the A&W root beer mugs did you steal? I was young. I was in the 70s, but I remember my parents had lots of them, so yeah. we had lots as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the root beer doll, but thank you for being so specific, and have a great day, Chris. Tristan's on the line. The question this morning, when growing up, 30% of Gen Xers, people born in the 60s and 70s, Crystal and I are in that group, had one of these. What is it? A perm. A perm, yes. <laughs> yes, 30% of Gen Xers born in the 60s and 70s had a perm. And I had a perm. My mom gave me perms. My mother-in-law gave me perms. I've had so many perms. Oh, I, I'll never forget that perm solution rolling down into your eyes. And you're like, they're burning. You're doing it wrong. Yeah. That's a perm. Well, I, I was born in 74. So I'm a little bit young for a perm. And it's... Come on, I was born in 70 and we got perms. 74 wasn't too young. Your mom just didn't go to the drugstore and get one and curl your hair up? No. Oh. Her own enough. <laughs> hey, congratulations. I uh, love that tune. There's Jake Owen. It's called Homemade. Kissing in the Morning with Chris, Jack, and Matt. We've got Matt working from home. We've got Crystal here for Jack, who's on maternity leave. And uh, we've got Chris Sheets here in the studio after we've finished Lysoling the entire c- control room. I think we're good to go. I think. Until an hour, and then we'll do it again. And then we'll do it again. Hey, Matt, uh, how are things at home? Pretty quiet, it sounds like. Yeah, really quiet. Just me and the cat hanging out. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, your son wakes up and torments the cat. You think your son might have uh, about seven of the ten characteristics of a serial killer? He just loves to torment the cat? He's got one of the three. He likes to uh, pull the cat's tail. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't wet the bed yet, and he hasn't had a tremendous head blow. Oh. So, so far, he's only... <laughs> A third of the way there of being a serial killer. Okay, good news. We got a kiss and love court that'll be looking for your help coming up. Of course, we do that every Thursday. And this one has a bit of a quarantine feel to it. Not a bit, a lot of one. Uh, We're looking for good news stories to kind of share because uh, uh, Brent just called us a few minutes ago and he says, I said, how are you doing, Brent? And he said, hanging in, all things considered. And I think that's probably the best way to describe things for people. But here's a great story. Of course, uh, the economics of this uh, coronavirus are, you know, there's the health part of it and then there's the economics part of it and there's so many people that are uh, you know that are going to be experiencing um, layoffs in in all sorts of different areas uh, you know ar- around the world because of it but a couple in Houston in the last few days left a tip after it was like a you know $25 uh, bill or something like that $9,400 tip at a Whoa. restaurant and they asked to give it to the staff split it up so it could hold them all over for the next couple of oh. weeks isn't that I love stuff like that that's pretty amazing $9,400 Matt that's incredible that, let that be a lesson if you're a millionaire out there start giving away your money yeah <laughs> Jeff Bezos talking to you <laughs> $9,400 anywhere. Anyway, there's one of your good news stories uh, for today. There's Dallas Smith and Drop. I'm going to send that song out to Rose uh, because the uh, obviously, unfortunately, the oil prices have dropped, so the gas prices have dropped. And she said with gas, it's 70 and 71 cents everywhere. Uh, she was just driving in Mill Woods, and there was one gas station. I won't say which uh, brand, but she said it was like 89.9. And she says, why would they be doing that? And I said, well, maybe they don't want anybody to come in their store to risk a, a contact with somebody who's sick that would be the only why why would you charge uh, tw- you know 20 cents more for your fuel i don't know my, my friends from the coast are posting on facebook look at the gas and i'm like look at the gas yeah 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 it's a uh, yeah it's it, i mean it's it's a benefit for sure but it's a real bad thing uh, no doubt about it barrel oil is now under ten dollars right now you can buy a big mac for more than a barrel of oil you can buy a big mac for more than a barrel of oil yep okay that's not a fun fact
I hear your little boy. Which one is better for you? Uh, uh, oil. <laughs> uh, Matt DeBurs is uh, working from home, so we can hear little Bo. He's up and doing little Bo things uh, at this time of the morning. He's eating, is he? Yeah, he's having his breakfast. He's having porridge. Okay. We bought eight bags of oatmeal. We all got to eat porridge for breakfast. Yeah, that's kind of the rule. I went grocery shopping yesterday and uh, was supposed to pick up a bunch of the staples, kind of the classic stuff that we're going to need. And then I picked up a few trinkets like the uh, Cadbury, the little eggs, the mini eggs. Well, that's um, not a trinket. That's going to buy you a whole lot of toilet paper in uh, two weeks. Um, well, I got toilet paper too, fortunately. But uh, anyway, then I came home and I just started eating all of the, the treats. Like, And Karen's like, this is supposed to last two weeks. What are you doing? But when I'm nervous, I eat. I mean, I'm a nervous eater, right? We ate all our quarantine snacks early too. We bought chips. We're like, this doesn't happen until both of us are not working and everybody's locked down. Yes. Chips been crushed. <laughs> well, when I was coming over to Jen's place, because she's putting me up because I can't go home. Yeah. Um, you know, I said, you know, veggies this and lasagna noodles that. And she said, bring, I don't have a lot of snack food. I don't normally eat it. So bring what you like. So right. I'm wandering around going, well, what do I like? Because usually I can just get whatever I want. So yeah. I bought some chips and yeah. some Oreos. And she tucked into those last night. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I brought them for me. But okay, I'll have some another half gone. <laughs> That's your rent. It's day one. <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. The least you could do is feed her with that. You offered her toilet paper. I did. She's good. She's uh, good. All right. She's good. Okay. Coming up in the next few moments, we're going to find some good news. Matt, you got some good news to tell us? I got a ton of good news. All right. We're going to talk about good news because we need a little good news today, as Ann Murray would say. Uh, that's coming up. In the morning with Chris, Jack, and Matt, and Matt is away at home, as we've talked about, uh, just because he hasn't been feeling the best. We're pretty much, I mean, we're no doctors. We play one on television. But we're pretty much convinced you don't have the virus. And we're smart. I don't have it. I guarantee you, I don't have any symptoms. Alberta Health has a great service on their website where you can say, hey, should I go in for a test? And I took it, being the reasonable human being I am. Not go I, in they, for a test. No, no you no, took no, the test online. The drive for the test. Yeah. This is the pre-testing test. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, they said, don't worry about it. You don't have any symptoms. You're gold. Okay, good. All right. But anyway, we're still better safe than sorry. So that's why you're away again today. I'm, I'm missing you pushing buttons. You're responding to text messages and you're doing all our social media stuff. And of course, you're occasionally coming on the radio to, to give us some good news, Matt. We sure could use a little good news today. Okay, here's a story that might cheer you up. You know, in Melbourne, zoos have decided to live stream some of their animals so that people social distancing won't miss out on seeing the cute creatures. So you can go to the Melbourne Zoo website check that out how about this two 20 something in 20 somethings in new york have amassed an army of volunteers 1300 people strong to deliver food and medicine to everybody vulnerable in the coronavirus outbreak that's awesome staying in new york in a single day 1000 retired and private practice doctors and nurses have answered city hall's cries for help and are volunteering in New York's medical reserve to help treat fellow New Yorkers. Imagine that, eh? Like, after everything they've done, and then you retire, you say, okay, that's it, I've had enough, and then they come back. I mean, talk about answering the call, right? The call is always the call for people like that. I uh, forget the number, but there's three or 30 or something with a three in it, thousands <laughs> yeah. of retired nurses in Ontario. Same, same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Well, Here's a good one. Uh, dolphins have returned to Italy's coast amid coronavirus lockdown. It's like somebody said, Quote, nature just hit the reset button. So nature is starting to flourish around us. Okay. Uh, coronavirus cure, hope, as a 79-year-old Italian man successfully treated with experimental drug. So that's a huge bonus. Yeah. And, and China's Wuhan reports, no new infections for the first time. 
nice nice that is a good sign right for us because we're we're behind them obviously but uh, that's a great sign yes and was there a 103 year old there was a 103 year old who beat the coronavirus in europe which is incredible okay guess what tesla said they're making ventilators now too so they said we're scrapping car production we're, we're halving it and we're making ventilators Okay, everybody is doing what they can. There is your good news on this uh, Thursday. Kiss and Country, 103.9, we back. There is Jason Aldean. It's 828. We're here for you. If you want to text, if you want to reach out, uh, we're here for you. You can also call at 780-421-1039, just like a good friend of mine, Christine, who is a uh, school teacher. She's been a school teacher for many, many years, and we value all of those people in that profession and every profession. I think, if nothing else, we're going to learn to value people a little bit more than we did in the past, right? Uh, that person that you go buy stock in the shelves at the grocery store yesterday. I certainly appreciated them more than I ever have before because, uh, you know. I thank the the woman at Tim Hortons. I don't know her name. She gives me a coffee every day. I yeah. said, thank you for coming into work. And she said, well, I'm on EI next week. But yeah. she, she's got EI, I guess. But I thanked her. All right. Okay. So anyway, Christine is with us. Uh, Christine, uh, how are you feeling? Well, jeepers. I don't know. That's the question, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. Some moments okay, some moments anxiety, some moments fear, some I like it's crazy. I don't know. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, you just, you don't know. You just, I think we're in disbelief. Like, I, I'd say about 50% of the time I'm in complete denial. I just kind of just, just kind of pretend that everything's just okay, you know? Yeah, yeah, same. Like, you get into a groove of doing something and it feels like life is normal. Yes, yeah. And then you and then you go, wait a minute, but no, it's not right now. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. Our office manager came in yesterday. She does every day to say hi, and she came in and said, how are you guys doing? And we said, oh, you know, busy. She said, no, how are you guys doing? And I'm like, I'm all yeah. close to crying all the time. And it was just right there. Like, it's, it's bubbling under all the time, right? It is. It is. Like, our first day back Monday, we had no students, right? So I'm, I'm doing, and I'm in assistant principal role again. Well, this year changed for me a bit, so... You do your duty that way to lead your teachers, right? And you go room to room and you see everybody's handling it in their own way. For some, it's tears, anxiety, it's bringing back trauma for others. But you kind of go, but that's okay because we all need to deal with it in our own way. Right. But it's, um, there's no right way to deal with it. Yeah. I I heard that a lot of, a number of people who, were, were made it through the SARS epidemic, ended up with yeah. PTSD. Yeah, I'm kind of oh, seeing that for now. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Well, yeah, no. yeah, thank you for being a leader. And yeah, you're right. And it, you know what? So if people are listening right now and they're like, "Man, I just, I, I just don't feel right." I mean, just make sure you're talking to people. Make sure that uh, uh, there's people in your life that you can talk to, even if you can't physically see them. You know, they talk about the importance now of of literally FaceTime, like you know, and and you can yeah. and you can do that kind of stuff, right? Reach out and and do that. And everybody's busy. We're you know, yesterday my goal was to get toilet paper. I mean, you know, which was has never been my goal before in my life. But I've been trying for two weeks, and I finally nailed it. You know, it's just it's, yeah. yeah, it's just it's it's ridiculous. But but if you're listening and 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 you just you're not sure where to turn, just find a place to turn because it's it's very very important because it's. It's we're in for the long haul by the sounds of it. It's not gonna, you know, be something that tomorrow it's gonna be over, right? So exactly, and you have to know too that it's okay to turn to somebody, like yeah, because we're all feeling that same thing. I've so many people say I'm not really afraid of the virus or of dying, but I'm afraid of how, like, how this is changing the world, how it's changing society, and how people are reacting, and 
it's so new and different, we don't know how to react. And yeah. I think that's the scary piece. Yeah. We don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd, you're right. I'd say that the huge majority of people are are less scared of the actual, you know, the, the actual, the, the 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 sickness, the illness. That they're more scared about the ramifications of it, right? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. then of course we are afraid for the ones in our lives that are like 100. You know that that compromised immunity and my parents that are super old and it's like whoa, you know. Yeah, you know, and and and, anyway. and I've had people compare it to 9/11 and say, you know it. You know, how is this different than 9-11? Well, the difference between 9-11 was selfishly, uh, you know, unless we didn't fly in an airplane or whatever, we were, you know, we felt fairly comfortable. We were sad for everything that had happened and it had changed the world. But in this case, it's kind of like, and I'm not trying to be dramatic here, but I feel like that airplane could crash into my house, right? Because my wife has got uh, underlying health issues and we're just, you know, holding our breath and just praying that uh, yeah. that somehow she doesn't get this and it's not as serious as, as it possibly could be. So I think it's a good exactly. conversation for us to have because I know there's a lot of people listening right now that are feeling the same way. So yeah. th- thank you, Christine, and you just keep doing what you do there. Well, and you guys too. Thanks for your year, what you do, and thanks for the good news they fit this morning. That was yeah. We're gonna list, we're gonna so. continue to do that. Okay. All right. Thanks, Christine. Hey, Jordan Davis, Kiss in the Morning with Chris, Jack, and Matt. Uh, Matt is working from home again today. Crystal is uh, here with us. And don't forget, this time tomorrow, we are going to be doing Freestyle Friday. You can text us now at 103939 with the subjects you'd like for us to rap about. Uh, Again, 103939. What subjects should we rap about tomorrow morning? And we'll pick some of the best ones, and we will do that this time tomorrow. So set your clocks or, you know, be aware, I guess. Uh, Joining us right now, a good friend of Crystal's. Her name is Linda. Linda, you homeschooled your children, and um, you've got a lot of experience with the kids at home, and, and you've got some great advice for us this morning, and we want to hear it. Tell us what we can do. My first advice is don't try to be at school. Okay. You know, first of all, you don't have the facilities. And second, the environment of the school is very different from the environment of home for the kids. So if you try to be the teacher, the kids are not going to play along because it's you know, not their idea Yes. Do at home. If everybody has any experience with homework nightmares, you have a very good idea what doing that all day might be like. And Does it matter what age the kids are? No, no, I don't think so. If they're in their teens and you know looking down the barrel of maybe not graduating this year, parents aren't going to be able to do anything about that. And and sort of trying to make up for what they're missing from the curriculum for the next month or two or five is it's not realistic and it's not reasonable, and they're not going to get credit for it anyways. Okay. So maybe back off and give them an opportunity to find out what they're interested in and what they like to do and what they're naturally drawn towards. And maybe in this accidental bonus free time, they could find out what they want to do with their lives. Okay. So for example. So you have a 16-year-old who's (laughs) enjoying the sleeping in because in my experience, 16-year-olds like staying up till 3 o'clock in the morning, talking on social media and not getting up until 2 in the afternoon. Yes. That's actually kind of a healthier thing for their bodies anyways. Um, some places like Norway and other northern European countries have changed the schedules for schools so that kids can live on that much more natural pattern of sleep. Interesting. It apparently is much healthier for them. So first of all, let them sleep as much as they need because most kids are walking around without enough sleep these days. And second, just let them do what they're interested in doing. The internet's available. They still have friends on the other end of the phone. It's still okay to go to parks and hang out in wild nature as long as there's not very many people around. Let them figure out what it is that they 
enjoy doing. So if they find out they like playing in the kitchen, you could have somebody else making you dinner two or three nights a week after a couple of months. They might like baking bread. They might like playing with some of the tools or equipment you have in your house. If you have woodworking tools or sewing equipment or whatever it is you just have lying around that they just start picking up because they're bored. After I went um, camping for three weeks, many times as a teenager with my four years younger sister and two years older brother, we discovered, you know, the kinds of things that you do when you're bored and you're tired of fighting with each other and it's still raining. My mom said, so when we get home, you guys are going to want to sit by the fire in the backyard on stumps in the rain under a tarp playing backgammon, right? The kinds of things that you come up with to do on a bored rainy Saturday afternoon are based on the kinds of things that you're just willing to do with lots and lots of free time. You can learn all kinds of weird things if you spend a lot of time being bored and looking at your yard or looking at art on Pinterest or, you know, a whole bunch of zoos, museums, national parks have got now live feed video that you can just sit and watch. You don't have to go to Yosemite or the Louvre or wherever. You don't have to, you can't fly there anymore, but now you can watch them online. You could watch live feed from the International Space Station. That makes complete sense. Uh, so, yeah, you're, you're, you're not going to become a teacher. You've been there. You understand that. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, and and in these times, and 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 you know, hopefully the weather's going to turn, and, and you can get out with the kids too. I know my my nephew and uh, and niece now, their kids, they're they're doing things like snowshoeing, things that they never ever thought they would ever do or have the time to do because they're always running with the kids to hockey or dance or all of these kind of things. But now it's kind of getting back to a, a more simpler life and a more simpler time, right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, and, and you have time to do things like build a blanket fort and have lunch under the table because you're not in a hurry to go anywhere and it doesn't need to be cleaned up right now you just one of the things that i'm seeing people is like oh we set up this we're doing cookies today and this tomorrow and that's the day after i think you've got like more than a week to go honey you should really chill this out a little bit yeah because in six days you're going to be burnt out your kids aren't going to want to be directed anymore they're they're going to want to go back to what they think of as their normal life at home, which is what they do between things on Saturdays. Wow. No, Linda, this has been so uh, educational and it makes complete sense. So I, I know the listeners will... Uh, appreciate it as as well for all of those that are are looking at the uh, the next number of days, weeks, and 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 potentially months uh, with the kids home. Uh, we really appreciate your uh, I, I guess your your experience and your knowledge on this. Well, I'm I'm happy to share it. 